finally, somehow, we've pulled ourselves together to utter in a new episode. It's the Causeway Kings here on the WMEX Sports Podcast Network. Your friend, Ben, alongside Adam Clance. Gordo, always with us. Merrill couldn't join us this time, but that's okay. We love him anyway. Boys, it's great to have you back. And well, 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 what a trade deadline. And it's not even done yet, potentially, but let's keep going. Clance, how are you? And uh, what do you think of the new players? I am good. It's great to finally be back on with you guys. I feel like it's been fucking 17 months since we've recorded, but it's good to see you guys. I, uh, you know, I dusted off the old shin pads and, and gear today and got back on the ice myself. And, you know, I had, had a nice five point afternoon and a nice, you know, pickup hour, two goals, three assists, not a big deal. Nice. Uh, only two, only two heart attacks and one pulled hammy. But other than that, my body feels fantastic. Um, you know, Merrill can go fuck himself being down in nice sunny Florida while we're in cold fucking New England. So fuck you, Merrill. Um, but the bees, holy shit, is all I have to say is Don Sweeney may be one of the worst drafting GMs in the league, but he may be the best trade deadline GM in the league. True. It the pieces he brought in are nothing but top notch and it just makes this team that much more deadly. So I am extremely excited to get the ball rolling with the one and only Heath handsome Gordo and Benny Ben Ben. Um, but before we get going, hats off to Bradry high varsity who just knocked off Arlington three, two in the elite in the uh, sweet 16 Woo! onto the elite eight. They will play the winner of Reading and Hingham. If it's Reading, it will be at the uh, good old Zaputis arena in Randolph that Fine establishment. Get your tetanus shots before entering, please. Ah! And then if if they play Hingham, that will be at the Canton Ice House. But either way, hats off to that squad. Hats off to me because I coached every single one of those kids except one who was a transfer from CM. So you're welcome, varsity squad. Wow. Well done, coach. Well done. That's the way to do it. That's impressive. I'd like to say that uh, we should get WMEX covering that game. Wherever they end up playing, I want to know so we can cover that game live on air. That'd be great. And, of course, if you're not going to be busy, you know, assistant coaching, maybe uh, you and I can have the call on this one. I would love to, um, depending on when the game is going to be. Right. So come come this Thursday, March 9th, I will uh, become be becoming less of a man because I'm going ahead and getting bisectomy. Oh, oh, three and done, huh? Three and done, buddy. Three God, and done. God so, bless you, buddy. Um, <laughs> so, and God love my wife. She's an angel, as everyone knows. She was like, honey, I'll take the day off. I'll drive you. I'll bring you home. I'll take care of you. I go, no. You fucking drive me. You let me get it done. You bring me home. You put me on the couch with a bag of peas and my balls. You give me my fucking pain meds, and you leave me be. Well, this is a lot to comprehend. Well said, yeah. Clance. Well said. Nobody else so is going to say anything about you. She goes, I kind of like that plan a lot better. I said, well, I don't blame you. That's going to so do maybe it. next time I'll be recording like this. He's going to sing in a higher pitch, folks. So enjoy Clance while we got him. Well, you're, you're doing better than most, buddy. <laughs> you're doing better than most. I, I would take three boys all day long and call it a day. Like, you, you did your job, pal. Gordo? Gordo, I'll give you an hour with my middle guy. I'll give you one hour with him. Oh, I'll give you an hour with my little and guy. And you will want to – I I did say, 
I took a roll of paper towels and I just fuck. I threw it up. I said, honey, I, I quit. I give up. Can't do it. I'm done. Can't do it. Yeah. Well, I'm about to have two little rascals here in about another two or three months. So that's when you start whispering at the wife's belly, like how to be sweet angels and not assholes. I think we're going to be all right with these two. I got a, <laughs> I got a good feeling. I got a good feeling. So all that matters, is they come out healthy. That's all that matters. That's it. Hey, congrats, Braintree, man. That's good. Yeah. Hingham's going to be, you know. Well, it's Hingham or Redding. Depending on who they play. I think Hingham's probably going to take that one, but you never know. It's been so, a, too. It's, it's, been a, it's been an interesting tournament season. It's, you know, you know there's uh, there's been some close calls. I think BCI got upset. Yep, they uh, did. St. Yep. John, John's Prep almost got knocked off by Archie's yesterday. So, I mean, it's, you know, this is a great time of the year and then you got Minnesota high school hockey going too. Oh, it's just it. like you, you see the social media on that too. And, and, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm, I so miss high school days. <laughs> so the <laughs> other night when four days when I could bend over and tie my skates and not be out of breath. Goro, it's so funny you say that. So today we're in the locker room. You know, I got there a little early. I had to get myself, you know, mentally prepared for the big tilt. So I, I have a very, I want to say unique way of getting dressed, but like I, you know, I put my jock on, put my socks on, but then I do my skates and then I put my shin pads, pull the socks up, tape them, then put my pants on over my skates. Aggressive. So I'm sitting there and I, I got the wheels tied up, got the socks down. I'm just sitting there, I'm, you know, getting my game, game plan on. Guy next to me goes, Hey man, that's a, it's a pretty interesting way to get dressed. I go, Hey, I can't bend over with my pants on. Leave me alone. No, no, no. It's weird. I, I've been I've been getting dressed like that for since I was since I was a kid, and uh, and now it's like I I couldn't imagine not yeah get, not getting dressed like that. It's it the the freedom without the hockey pants on. So cool. You just feel like a badass. It's I don't it, know why. Like, I don't know, man. Like I I get to the rink now. And I, you know, I get my like coaching gear on and, and then when I bend over time, my skates do it. It's like, and then I, and then every day, I, every week I think about like, I, I really miss, I actually do actually miss skating, like just playing, like doing a pickup thing or something. And, and, uh, and then I think about how bad out of shape I am, like playing wise. <laughs> and I would be so frustrated like you know trying trying to play again and then trying to go like i used to and then you know, that ain't gonna happen so no i'm i was the same way man i i've been getting dressed like that since prep school you yeah. know just hanging out in the stall just like kind of doing your thing today you know i was buzzing for like the first like 17 minutes like the legs were light i was buzzing already had a goal and two assists at about the 30 minute mark i was like shit this fucking thing over yet I'm like, come on. I'm like, get me off the ice. <laughs> I just want to take a shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, it's all about the heart. Way to go getting out there, buddy. It's been a long time for you. It has. Um, it's coming up. It'll be a year next month since I had my shoulder surgery. So this is really only the second time I've been on the ice competitively playing because it's just, you know, as Gordo knows, coaching high school hockey is a huge commitment. Coaching club hockey is a huge commitment. And now coaching my son. You know, it's, I was starting to get sick of the ranks, but once I got out there today, I felt great. Felt good to be back out there. Um, I'm bummed. I'm not going to be able to skate next week because like I said, I'm getting my manhood taken away. Um, 
but I'll be back soon. I, just, I got, I got, love you, buddy. I just, I just wrapped up today with my Mike, my Mike team won the championship, and uh, it's a, it's a great feeling knowing that tomorrow and all of next week, I don't have to go to the rink. It is unbelievable. I am pretty fired up right now. You and- probably would have even won by more if you had your army jerseys made through Vibero and not TPS. True. I know. I tried. This See this quarter right here? Right I here? tried. When I, when I saw that, this right here, this broke a little bit. I tried. Broke. You, I tried. <laughs> I tried. We won't, we won't go down that road with Vibero, <laughs> but it's uh, – no, he, it's I'm he tried. That's what's important. Well, I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give my guy some some business always. Love so, it. That's the way. There's, well, many, there's, there's many there's many more uh good things to come here down the road. Dude, Barrow just released oh, a pair of vintage gloves. Unbelievable looking. Especially is is this I know you had mentioned it on the group chat. The Labat blue balls are coming back to life. Dude, it's um, – t- so I talked to, you know, the legendary captain himself, Mr. Richard Baker, yep. a.k.a. my son Cole Richard's godfather because is just, you know, the guy's like a brother to me and there's nobody better out there. Uh, I said, dude, like, I'm missing the boys, man. Like, I got the itch to play again. Like, I just – I miss it. He's like, dude, he's like, I've been thinking about me too. And I was like – Fuck it, man. Let's just like see what we do. Let's get the squad back together. Like, who cares if we join like a C division? I don't want to be playing in an A B division chasing kids that just graduated from UNH three years ago that are still in shape. No, you know uh, he's like, dude, I'm all for it. So I sent a text out um, to the Blue Ball squad the other day, and so far I got five five yeses. Wow. Oh, Goro, you want in? I want in, guys. This is breaking news. Breaking news, breaking news. here on the Causeway Kings. I, Breaking I need, news. I, I need in. I need to, I want, I need to get my fat ass back in shape just in general. And then too, like I need like, a, I don't know, man. I, for, I kept trying to like, I do enjoy, I've done some pickup hours. There's a great one down the bog uh, Wednesday nights with a bunch of great guys, you know, a bunch of Duxbury boys down that way. And it's a good skate. You know, it's a little late for me. 10 o'clock is, a little rough, you know, every single week. Um, but I would definitely think about jumping in if you boys are putting a squad together. Dude, it's it's in the works. I, I, I'm i kind of taking over as the GM role here. So, Gordo, you are on my number one list to get guys into this. I'm in. I'm in. We got to get Moy. Hey, Moy. So, um, Coach Moy skated this morning. He was out there um, in, I think it was like the 70 and over hour after my uh, – Learn to play instructional, but he was he was buzzing out there, yeah, you know, co- tossing the, the tossing the sauce. He he looked like chunky Alfredo out there, uh, mixed in with a little meat sauce. He looked good out there, you know. He, uh, I, I think I could get him to come on maybe as an alternate. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he'd fully commit. You know, he's too busy slinging drinks down at the level arena, Mister Fucking Tom Cruise and cocktail out there. Yeah, just locker room, just come and hang out in the locker room. Yeah, more, just not, don't, you don't even have to play. No, just don't even get, just put your skates on. Don't even come out, like, just sit in the locker room with your skates on and don't even tie them. Sounds like Did the kind of thing that? you'd hear some hockey hijinks at, guys. 
Did you see the the men's league? Uh, there was a post on social media the other day. It's a men's league team, and they were cooked. They had a they had a hot dog cooking. Dude, machine. you know who that was? JJ oh. Watt. Oh, serious? Yeah, for the football player, JJ oh, Watt. I didn't, I didn't even pick up on that. No, he's a big hockey guy, man. He loves he loves the to- sauce, the toss, and clearly cooked the hot dogs in the locker room too. Can I? I want to play on that team. I do too. But you know the legend himself, Ross Murray. Yeah, who skates? I think like nine days a week. Yes, easily. He he. I was on his Facebook in a story the other day, and he's fucking got the smoker going. And next, you know, like all the guys are on the parking lot barbecue, and I'm like, I want to be part of that men's league. Yeah, he read my message and ignored me. Uh-huh. I feel like I feel like that's what I mean. I feel like we're missing out right now. We are, we totally are. Yeah, missing out. Totally. 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my wife and kids, but hanging out with the fellas is like. Way cooler. Well, I this is I know we've been trying to jump on here for the last couple of days because it's been absolute bedlam around the NHL. But just really quick, I do want to say congrats my to my my older boy winning the championship today with his with his my team and just wanna say thanks to all the kids and to all the parents. I had the best group of parents this year. It was made life so nice. And uh, we were talking, I was talking with one dad today and I said, and we were talking about the ring shrinks. And I, I said, I find it weird that those guys are, they literally give parents the blueprint of like how not to act like an a-hole mm-hmm. at a hockey rink and during the hockey season. And people still can't, and there's, they're not the only ones. There's a million of those out there. It's just weird that. You know, and I, I was like, I, I told all the parents after the game today, I'm like, I'm very fortunate that I got a group that just kind of bought into what I was telling them and doing with the kids. And they just sat back, enjoyed. And, you know, today was well worth it. Kind of like pulling out of the rink today, carrying my little trophy home. And my kid was all pumped up and the boys are all excited. So hats off to my guys this year. They worked hard and they had to deal with my stupid ass all year, but um. Anyways, moving on. Bruins, congrats to Gordo's little squad. That's awesome. Yeah, well earned and well deserved. Great job to the players, coach. Well done, buddy. Well, I want to ask you. I want to ask you guys. Thank you, Benny. I want to ask you guys. So, what do you think? The who is the guy that's doing it for you for the Bruins right now that just came in at the trade deadline? Ooh, there's so much to to really enjoy. I mean, Arlov's been a scoring machine, which is wild. He's, He's just not even known for that, so that's kind of wild. And then Hathaway's throwing the body around. You can't ignore that. Uh, and, and now you got Bertuzzi in here and quality chances he's setting up. I mean, he hasn't connected on anything yet, but some of the looks in that last game, guys, I know you saw what I saw. Unreal eyes on that dude. Oh, he's, I mean, I look at Orlov in my eyes has been the best acquisition at the trade deadline. So, you know, this season, um, he's been the most noticeable out of the guys that they've brought in so far. I mean, obviously the other day, yesterday was Bertuzzi's first game, which in my eyes, he fits right in. Um, he had a beautiful pass to coil for the goal, um, to start the game off. Um, Hathaway, I, you know, again, he's a gritty forward, not, not afraid to throw his weight around. He's got some skill too. Um, Orlov has just been, 
My God. Yeah, I feel Sweet. like I feel Sweet like better stop thinking about a way to sign him in the offseason. Well, I, I you know, because like everybody goes after like, you know, those top guys, right? And you know, we talked last time on the show about, you know, we just need to add that piece on the back end like that. And I think he's like one of those guys that's like a little bit under the radar in Washington because they, you know, obviously they've had so many good guys in and out of there for a long time now. And, you know, and then you watch his highlight clips and just like, you know, laying the body. I mean, does it, he didn't have a ton of points there, but I think that's just like a guy that's like, now he's getting an opportunity to be like a, a top guy that's going to get top minutes. And man, he has not disappointed at all. Like he's, he's got a rocket too. He's a, dude. He's got a missile. And you know, the, what was it? Calgary had two, two goals there. Yeah. I mean, he's been, that's been like a nice, very nice, like sneaky, like ad by Sweeney that like you, all of a sudden you're like, Whoa. So, and I, but I don't know what's going on with Grizzly though. Like they've, he's been out, which I thought is kind of weird, but he's been a healthy scratch last it, every other. So he was a healthy scratch yesterday, played the game before was a healthy scratch the game before that. I honestly think it's just a bottom rotation. I think yeah. it's going to be a rotation between Grizzly, Clifton, and Fulbert for the rest of the season. Um, you know, and it's you brought up a good point, Cordo. You know, at, at these trade deadlines, whatever. You know, every team's looking to bring in the best player. Everyone's looking to bring in the best player. Well, it's funny. Like going back to Miracle, the movie, at the first day of camp, Craig Patrick was like, "Herb, you're missing some of the best players." Herb goes, Craig, I'm looking for, I'm not looking for the best player. I'm looking for the right player. And that's what Don Sweeney's doing is Orlov in my eyes is that solidified defenseman you needed to give you that, that extra depth. He can log 20 plus minutes a game. He's resilient. He's not afraid to throw his weight around. He clearly can score. I mean, and if you think of it, if you look at the injuries we have now, you have Hall who's on LTIR. And Felino. And Felino, who's pretty much, from what I'm hearing, is done for the season. For the season, yeah. yeah another spine now, injury, look I bet. You... No, it's a knee. It was his knee? Yeah. I didn't even read that. Oh, yeah, I, 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 saw our, I saw a picture of the day he had a knee brace on that went from his thigh down to his ankle. Oh, that's what, okay, never mind. Continue, um, didn't mean to interrupt. But, no, no, it's all good, man. That's what we do. We just fucking cut in each other's lanes. That's what we do. Um, so yeah, you know what, like losing and Felino's, I think my eyes has kind of been having a bounce back year. I think he's been playing well. I think he's got 10 or 11 goals in the season, which I think he only had like what one last year, one or two. Um, so yeah, he, he, you know, you missed that. You're losing that veteran leadership. You got Hall who's been, you know, he had, I think he's had an up and down season, but then look what you have in now. You have Bertuzzi who I think is going to slide right into that third line. And, and mesh well with Coyle, and it seems to be Frederick has been more consistent on that wing with him. But then you have Hathaway, who can score. And Nosek's been getting some time in, on that line, too, a little yeah. bit. So mm-hmm. he's he's playing all right. I don't know. I think that third line now with Coyle, like – He's having know, a monster year. He's having, a, he's having an unreal – like, you know, we talked about it a little while ago. Being, you know, he was a key piece in the playoffs last year. I thought he was one of their better players in the playoffs last year because he can play that heavy game. And now you add, now you add Bertuzzi on that line. Like, yeah, that that kid, he's tough. He plays with jam. He made a great play at the coil the other day. And I mean, just, you know, again, he's, 
he's not like a, you know, he's just a, he's a nice piece for that group. Right. Same as Orloff, like good player, good piece, but they already got their pastas. They already got their Marshans, Bergy, like, well, you know, they got pasta. All right, baby. Ooh, well, we'll get, we'll get into that one too, which is yeah, we will. finally Jesus. Yeah, it's wheeling around out there, boys. It's out of the bag. Let's just jump right to it. Shall we? I was close. I don't know. Merrill called it too, I guess in a way, but 88's going to get $90 million for the next couple of seasons to be in the black and gold. Eight years. I told you it was going to be years. something like that. Number 88 wants $88 million. Eight years. Done deal. There it is. And they gave him even more than that, which even more deserved. Uh, where do we start with this one? You know, And he's already lighting it up once again. I mean, no. obviously, it's you know your first thing that comes to mind is it's about time, right? It's been going on since the end of last season, all summer, all off season. We've got to sign him, got to sign him, got to sign him. Now they did it, and that's your key. That's your key factor right there. I mean, he's gotten better every year. He's second in the league in goals. I think he's got what forty three, and then he's right behind McDavid. Um, you know, he's just he's that. You know, the key factor in that lineup. Um, yeah. Let me just pull up the stats right now for. For, goal, for goals, he, yeah, he's second. I mean, McDavid's got 52 goals. Pasta's behind him with 44. Yeah, he's – McDavid's definitely starting to pull away point-wise. I think he's got a good – He's got 122 <laughs> points. I was going to say he's probably got like a good like 30, 35-point lead on Pasta, which is uncanny, right, because Pasta's having a hell of a season. Yeah. The dude is a cheat code, seriously. Exactly, you know, but – I think now that that's set, he's locked in, and I think there's a no no trade clause for like the first like four or five years. Um, that's a huge weight off management's back. You you have your solidified goalie tangent. Who you know, um, Swayman's going to be a, an RFA at the end of the season. He's only making eight hundred ninety four k. You know, so you got to look at signing him. Uh, you locked up McAvoy. To be honest with you, I don't even know why you would ever even think about letting Bergeron walk at the end of the season. The guy's got 23 goals already this season. Yeah. You know, they, they say he's on the down slope of his career. He's not. <laughs> he's yeah. still as effective now as he was five years ago. Um, So you may want to look at signing him for another year. But in my eyes, you need to lock up Orlov. You need to bring Orlov in, I would say, four years, $25 million. Yeah, I would like to see. I th- I think if we could, it's, I mean, a, a lot of things gonna are gonna be kind of like you know, one. I thought it was so two things on the pasta deal. One, I thought it was interesting that they played Mr. Connor McDavid only you know what a night or two before, and and personally, in my opinion, I thought both McDavid and Drysital much, much better than Pasta. Pasta didn't do much mm-hmm. in that game at all. And, and the Bruins won, don't get me wrong. But as far as, like, if he wanted that money, I think he had to go out and prove in that game that he was worth close to Conor McDavid money, and I don't think he did that. So I thought it was a little weird that then, poof, next day. And I and the contract, and uh, I don't – I don't want to quote myself on this one, but it looked like a lot of the money's like uploaded up front. Like, you know, he's getting like 13, 13, like he's getting, he's getting paid well here over the next, like, you know, four or five years. 
and that runs that runs along with his no trade and then the money starts to kind of tail off a little bit to get him to that number that they, they you know they needed to get him to so you know i like it he's going to be here for at least 5 years unless he but if the bruins win the cup however is Bergie going to come back you know is Krejci going to come back um, you know, I love the lineup right now. I mean, you know, you got the check line, um, you know, and DeBrusque and, and, uh, Marshawn and, and Bergeron, have, you know, they've, they've been consistent all season. Like that's, you know, and, and then pasta has just been pasta. And now you, now you work in this third unit with, you know, Bertuzzi in the mix coil. And then on the back end, I agree, Clance, I think you have to, lock up Orloff for a while like you know I mean, he's making now granted when you know Bruins brought him in they finagled it greatly because it, it ended up being Washington retaining 50% of the salary then Minnesota taking 25% yep. and the B's taking 25% so the B's right now are only paying him 1.275 he's a UFA at the end of the season so you, you gotta stop thinking like what are we, what are we gonna do to lock him up because Fulbert, we still we have locked up for this year, next year that at three million a year. So you got to think about that too. That's some cap space that you know could could hurt us. Um, you got Jacob Saboro who we're paying one point one million, and he's a UFA at the end of twenty four twenty five. Clifton is a UFA at the end of this season or the end of next season. He's a UFA. Um. Let's see Bertuzzi, he's a uh, he's a UFA next year. You know, so like that's that's another guy. Like I would consider signing him for three four years. Yeah, absolutely. If that, especially if Krejci and Berge are going to be done after this, if they do pull it off, why wouldn't they ride off into the sun for the two of them? That'd be their second ring, and they're going to be more than solidified in the history books as a couple of the greatest individuals to ever wear the eight spoke B. So I mean. I wouldn't exactly be upset if they did, would you? No, not at all. But putting those two aside right now, looking at the cap space, you got to figure out what you're going to do with DeBrusque because he's next year, he's in that second year, that two-year $8 million deal he he signed. He's earning every bit of that $4 million per year right now. The guy breaks his leg during the Winter Classic, comes back and doesn't miss a beat. You know, he's going to be looking for probably, I bet you, Six and a half to seven mil a year. Yeah. You know, um, AJ Greer. I mean, I don't, why they didn't trade him, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's not, a, it's a $762,000 cap hit. Um, but they got, they got to start thinking of things, you know, these things in the future. Again, you have Swayman. He's an RFA at the end of that this year. Next year, he's an RFA. He's making 925. He should be making two and a half, three mil next year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be, I think it's, I think it's all, a lot of this is going to be dependent upon, you know, I think they were definitely going for broke. Like they're, they're definitely trying to win a cup right now, which I like that. Um, You know, if they don't win a cup, then I think things will probably get very interesting in the off season, but I feel like they're in a good position to do some good things. The funniest thing for me, like, you know, leading up to the trade that line was talks of like trading Allmark. What the f? What, what are you talking about? Like, 
were people serious with that? Who the hell was saying that? That, that it was, Twitter man. It was I, all, it le- was, leading up to the deadline, there were talks of they said DeBrusque and Swayman were off limits. Well, yeah. Well, I would damn well hope so. Wait, what? Oh man, that you're reading way too much. There's no way they're letting Allmark go right now. No way. No, absolutely not. No, there, but there was there was definitely talks and people were suggesting that people are wrong. You know, <laughs> oh, totally. Wrong. Trust me, you guys are talking to one of the biggest Tuka Raskaters on planet Earth. Like I, I for years, man, for years, just like you know, and, and he was one of the. And I, people would you know try to give me shit about it, and I'm like, he just he's a super talented goaltender. I just. There's not one thing about Allmark that I, I just, I tried, you know, outside of like the hugging thing with Swayman, the guy, he's, he's fun in the net. He's got a fun personality. He's a fucking competitor and he's having one of the best seasons as a goaltender in a Bruins uniform, probably ever. I mean, he's fuck's sakes. The guy's scoring goals now. I mean, he's, yeah, he scored. Yeah. That was unbelievable by the way, but. You know, and then I mean, he's up to win the Fezzenham. Like, he's having a phenomenal season. The Bruins are having a phenomenal season. I think you know what will kind of, you know, solidify his name in a Bruins uniform is obviously if he can put this team on his back and they can go win a Stanley Cup right now. But you know, when I started here seeing that his name float around, I'm like, what? What planet are we living on right now? So, but I think, I think overall, like, you know, I, I mean, I, I would say, and Merrill will probably want to jump through the screen right now if you can, if you can hear me, but, um, you know, I'd give Sweeney a pretty damn high mark on the trade deadline. Yeah. I think, I think the Bruins are in a very good position. I don't think he like, you know, like people were talking about the Patrick Kane trade, which we, we will obviously talk about that as well, but, you know, because he didn't do anything against the Bruins. I'm like, the guy just showed up on Wednesday. You're talking about, I mean, talk about a shakeup in the lineup, a shakeup in the locker room. You're bringing one of the most best American-born players into your locker room in New York. Like, yeah, things are things are going to, like, you could tell in the game, him and Panarin were just trying so hard to, like, find each other Connect, all game. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. Panarin. Think of it. How, how long has it been since they played together? It's been a while. Five years, six yeah, years. It's been a while, but you could you could definitely tell though, you know, especially a lot of their power play looks and stuff. Like Panarin was just a hundred million percent trying to force it over to to Kane the whole time to like, you know, I don't know, get that old you know feeling back again for a hot second. But you know, I think long term, you know, as we go over this next month and get into the playoffs, I mean, I think that's a huge ad for the Rangers. Um, you know, yeah. it, it's like, you know, the Bruins, they're so hot right now. They're the best team in the NHL. I loved what they did in the off season and they, you know, they did what we'd been talking about. Like, you know, they went and got, you know, like a top 4D and he's fit right in and hasn't skipped a beat. And he's been a huge upgrade to what we have. And then I like, I like the, the new guys. I like Bertuzzi. I like, I love that. I love guys that play like that. He just, he, he plays nasty. Um, he the, doesn't have a butt end on his stick, which I think is completely psychotic. No, but, no tape, no plug. Can no we tape, just, no for the casual nothing. fans the out there too, can we explain why that is psychotic? I mean, 
Because it's just weird. I can't, I can't think outside of like maybe like a Mike kid showing up to like the first day of like learn to play hockey. Plants? I don't know. I've never. I, it's. I've. Never, I don't think I've ever played with a guy or known of a guy that's played with no tape on a stick like that. No, like I mean, I've played with guys that you know, like will do like one or two wraps around the top, but that's it. Yeah. The only other player I've ever seen that did not use tape or anything was Riley Smith. He was the first guy I've ever seen in the show that doesn't like. He literally says, "Go no, I take the stick out of the plastic, and that's it." He's like, I don't do anything with the blade, nothing like that. He goes, I just use it that way. For two, I mean, that's why. obviously, you know, everything, it's like, you know, personal preference and comfort and whatnot. Yep. Um, but that to me, like, I use, I use, an, I, you know, I use probably a, you know, a knob out this big on my stick because I, I like to have my pinky around the knob. But um, if I don't have that knob, like, I feel like the stick is going to, like, fall out of my hand. Yeah. It, it's just weird. Um but I mean to go no tape and no butt end plug, pff, savage. I'm not a big I'm not a big knob guy. Some of that I mean I played with Tom Pody that he used like a basketball on the top of his stick. It was the most insane thing I think I've ever seen in my life. But you ever see Mark Stone's stick? Yeah, dude. I'm t- Tom. It's Pody. like it's like I'm, this thick. Tom but he, it's like at the whole grip where his hand is. Tom Pody's got got that beat all day long. That's nuts. Bananas, and he had unbelievable hands. Like it's, you know, I, I was more like a minimal. Like I didn't like a whole lot there, but just something like that I feel like I could like grip the stick a bit. So, but playing no knob, no nothing is like I don't know. Hey, hats off to the kid. But I like him, yeah. man. I think I like I love his hair. I like his love his no tooth. His chicklets, I, I like, and I like the way he plays. And he's young, and he's a shit stirrer, and you know he plays out. Well, the of- best is they sat him next to Marshawn in the locker room. Yep. Oh yeah, that, that's that's odd. That's and those odd. two have had some battles in the past. <laughs> they yeah. get some stuff to talk about. Oh yeah. Uh, also, no, I love it. So- I, I think it's great. I think he's going to be a huge help to us going down the line. No doubt about it. I saw someone already make the meme about it. You know. The Rat Pack line, they called it. Marshan centers it. You got Hathaway on the left wing and Bertuzzi on the right. I was like, all right, that works. I can dig that. The yeah. Rat Pack, folks. Yeah, there's, uh, I mean, and then and then you look across the board, like, in the East, man, and the, the trade's going on right now. It's, I mean, the East is going to be very tough. Very. But very still. What that Bruins Ranger game the other day was an absolute pleasure to watch. That's the first time I've watched a hockey game in a long time outside of playoff hockey. And I was like, holy shit, this is like, I mean, you know, you make one mistake out there and the other team's going to make you pay. I mean, they were getting some, you know, goaltending was good. I thought the Rangers goaltender played very well. And, you know, and Allmark played played equally as well. But you know, some of the plays going on and the speed and the the playmaking, it was just you know, I'm like, whew, this is going to be, you know. And then you you look down the line in the East, and you're like, mm, this is going to be tough. There's a lot going well, on I'll tell you right now. Right now, who's going to be a tough team is going to be the Devils. They brought in Timo Meyer, yep. and then it came out yesterday that Luke Hughes is going to sign with the Devils once his Michigan season ends. Yeah, buddy. I'm sorry. That right there. You, you That's did, terrifying. You Timo Meyer. Yeah. Timo Meyer boosts your offense from here, from A to from B to A. And now you bring in Luke Hughes, probably the best defenseman in the country. 
in college hockey right now who's a beast and a monster yep. who's going to step right in and probably play 24 minutes a game. Yeah. The only thing that bothers me about the Devils is they don't really have much goaltending. Ew. Yeah, and I think and they're pretty young. Yeah, but they, but they got. I mean, they're talented, very talented. Guys, so, Jack Hughes is pulling off this season. Well, it could be a team that you kind of like. Are they going to win the cup? Probably not. But a team you probably wouldn't want to play in the first yeah. round or so of the playoffs because they they could they could be scary. Yep, it's yep. it's going to be. I know. I'm I'm pumped, man. I, I I can't wait for playoffs to start. Now I thought this was a great you know, trade deadline season and just a ton of movement. and Yeah, actually, yeah. We, I want to break that all down with uh, with you guys. We'll go trade by trade if you don't mind. Um, we we haven't been on in a couple of shows, so, well, we haven't missed a show, but a couple of weeks have gone by at least. So let's go back in time just a little bit here. We're going to go back to January 30th, and it was Bo Horvat. He was the first one to be traded, the first major trade of the deadline season. And, of course, he would uh, leave the Vancouver Canucks for Anthony Bavillier and some other picks, as well as a first-rounder. That was the first one. After that, the floodgates kind of opened right up. And then flash forward to February 9th, and here's where we'll start the conversation. The New York Rangers would acquire Vladimir Tarasenko and Nico Mikola for Sammy Blaze, Hunter Skinner, and some picks, a first and a fourth. Now, that was the first one. That just kind of changed the landscape right there in the league, and we said, whoa. And that's also where all that first round of Patrick Kane drama came from because he was very upset, Gordo, as you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, Tarasenko is just Tarasenko. I mean, he's been the Blues' top guy, you know, for a long time now, and he's a great player. I mean, and he's and he's – He's kind of went to the Rangers, and all of a sudden he's a, he's rejuvenated, right? He's been with the same club forever, and same with Patrick Kane. Like, you know, um, I will say on the Vancouver front and the um, um, Chicago Blackhawks, like I don't, I can't tell which team is trying to tank the hardest. Um, I think Chicago's got a slight lead right now for Connor Bedard. Actually, so, yeah, it's Columbus hardcore right now. I know everybody. I know everybody's like you know Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. I mean, I wouldn't hate Bedard going to the Blackhawks, man. Kind of re, you know restart that whole like you know. It's uh, and I get it. I get the appeal of Arizona. I just I don't know. I would love to see that kid get picked up by <laughs> six and you know, kind of kind of like the the Kane you know Taves draft like. You know, that kind of started it all. I mean, that kid's a franchise kid. I think he's going to be anyways. And, um, you know, but those those two teams are trying pretty hard to <laughs> unload everything and everything they can. Oh, God, yeah. Just to be ready. Just to be ready. Uh, Clance, any thoughts on that, uh, trade before we move on to the next one? I mean, the, the Tarasenko, I mean, I think it's been a, a few years in the talks of Tarasenko not wanting to re-sign in St. Louis and – I mean, I think it was kind of one of those things like maybe he would have been traded in the off season. Um, but obviously, I mean, the Rangers, I think, had like 30-something million available in cap space, so they were able to pull it off. And like Gordo said, I think he's stepped in and into the the lineup there, and he's kind of been rejuvenated and he's had popped up. You know, he's more, more noticeable on the ice than he was in St. Louis. He seems like that spark is back under, you know, his ass now that he's, you know, in a new – 
new city, new team, you know, a, a better team. And again, I think it was one of those things that was not surprised he was traded, but just kind of surprised when it happened. Cause like I said, I thought it was gonna be more of an off season type thing because he is worth so much money. Um, but I mean, Hey, hats off to the Rangers, but, Ain't no Bruins. That's right. That's right. Speaking of uh, Bruins, though, we're going to get back to this. Uh, in their division, the Toronto Maple Leafs also made a splash trying to get themselves a bit more beefed up and jacked up for the playoffs. They would go ahead and acquire Nola Chari, our old friend from uh, Rhode Island, and Ryan O'Reilly, a couple of centers. They gave up quite a bit, though. A 2023 first and third, a second rounder in the 2024, as well as Mikhail Abramov and Adam Gaudet. We've talked about him a few times. That's another one of those bits where is Toronto going to finally have enough to try and do something? They made some more additional moves way after this, too. We'll keep flying down the list. But all the teams around us, like you were saying earlier in the uh, in the East especially, it's getting kind of scary out there. Uh, of course, February 23rd, that's when the news would break that Craig Smith would be traded from the Boston Bruins for Dmitry Orlov and Garnett Hathaway from the Washington Caps. Also a first-round, second-round, and third-round pick involved in that. Also traded Keith Kincaid for Shane Bowers. I'm not sure exactly too much about Shane Bowers from the Colorado Avalanche, but that was an interesting one. How do you guys feel about that and uh, Kincaid getting the trade ski? I thought he filled in nice in that third spot. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see him go. I think he was the starter down in Providence majority of the season. Um, I know nothing about the guy Bowers. I think he's played one or two NHL games. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, – uh, I mean – the big, uh, the big one for me. I mean, Toronto, obviously, you know, some of those trades. It's like, you know, I, I don't. I, I'm looking at right now. Like, I think everyone's looking at the Bruins, and they know that, you know, the Bruins are on a a pretty good track to go to the Cup, right? And so Toronto, for you know, it's been such a long time, man, and the GM there, and I think he just said, uh, you know. Yeah, probably gave away a little bit too much from the house, but you know Ryan O'Reilly's a hell of a player. I think he's been a nice add there since. Um, you know, happy for Gods to kind of get out of Toronto, and now he's going to be in St. Louis, where he probably get some time there, which would be nice to be back up in the big show. Um, so you know, Toronto's man, Toronto's scary man. Mitch Marner's having a hell of a year. You got Matthews now. You add Ryan, you know, O'Reilly into that mix. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be just the way, I don't know. I just can't see anybody, you know, I think Tampa is going to be a sleepy, tough team in the playoffs. You know, they got depth, their fourth line, you know, it's, um, I think they might be a, a sneaky team that might be tough to play against in the playoffs this coming season. But, you know, I think Toronto did some of the right things. Uh, I think the Rangers made a ton of hell of a good move, like, you know, between Kane and Tarasenko. And, you know, you look at that team and it's very similar to the Bruins. I mean, you've got a ton of offensive punch there and, you know, you got Kreider and you got Lafrenet and, you know, you got Kane, Tarasenko, you got Fox, you got, you know, you got some good guys on the back end. I think goal, goal t- yeah, goaltending, I think is going to probably be their weak link, but you know, um, I, I just, and then the, the trade for me, and I don't know if you're going to bring this one up yet, but 
kind of shifting gears a little bit, but he did go to an Eastern team. Jonathan Quick. We were definitely going to get to that. And matter of fact, they traded him in such a manner that he was furious, apparently. And, oh, my well, goodness. You get traded, from traded twice. Sunny L.A. to Columbus. Yeah. And now he's with Vegas. Yeah, and he got flipped right after that, too. And now he's with yeah, which Vegas. I was, I was, which, by I was the way, 4-3 win tonight for Jonathan Quick in the Vegas Golden Knights against the Montreal Canadiens. And, man, oh, man. I mean, 16 seasons. How are you going to do them like that? What you got? Two cups? Or two or three cups? Two. Uh, two I cups. think two. Yeah, two cups for sure, and a, another Stanley Cup final, I think. But that was a that was I thought that was you know I'm like Columbus, what? And then and then you know and then whoop, quick turnaround, <laughs> and now he's in Vegas, which I think is very intriguing, right? Because he didn't were, go very far. <laughs> they were they were pretty, uh, you know. Vegas was kind of like on the Bruins' heels, and obviously you had that Cassidy Montgomery sort of matchup going on there, and. You know, could that be like a cup final um, towards the end of the season? And I think Vegas has kind of tailed off a bit. But I mean, yeah, that guy to you know, goaltending, and it's a unbelievable different story. All, different story all of a sudden. So yeah. and then, you know, and the, the the tough one for me is always Edmonton. I can't. They just, you know. Watching that team play and watching Drysaddle and watching McDavid play and the rest of the team and it's like, you know, that that kid's I I, I just don't ever see Connor. I think Connor McDavid's just going to be that um, player that just you know the cups going to be that one. He's going to be just such a phenomenal like Hall of Famer. I think he's just going to keep putting up monster numbers and. I think at the end of the day, I think it's going to be like one of those ones where he just could never like get the cup. You know what's going to happen? He's going to be the Dan Marino of the NHL until he leaves Dan Edmonton. Marino. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but the guy's got all type of NHL uh, NFL records. He was one of the you know elite quarterbacks of his time, Hall of Famer, but never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, or he's going to be the next Wayne Gretzky. There is, and you know, just going back to the trades real quick, like. I think Toronto did a good job adding in some key pieces. O'Reilly's going to be a huge help. Um, is Tavares out hurt because he literally took a hit the other night, like all my, um, like Lindholm did in the playoffs last year. He got absolutely blindsided, demolished the other night. I think he's still on a planet that hasn't been discovered yet. I didn't know that. But with that being said. Their issue is just like Edmonton's goaltending. Yeah. Yep. Listen, you can have guys that can put nine, ten goals a game in the net, but if you don't have someone that's going to stop nine or ten goals a game, you're never going to win. And that's their issues. They don't have goalies that can stop the puck. They have a big drop off though. Once you get past those, you know, once you get past McDavid and Drysital, it's just a different look team when they're not on the ice. Yeah. So. You know, and I don't think those two guys, as impressive as they are, I don't think they're going to be able to carry that team deep into the playoffs. But um, I, I think eventually McDavid probably will be like a Gretzky type where it's like, you know, they're just going to break every single Edmonton Oilers fan's heart and he's going to end up, 
coming down here and playing somewhere to go try to win a cup later on in his career, but which is crazy. It really is. It really is. Uh, so many more trades here, and there's so many interesting ones I'd love to sit in here and just chat about, but um, trying to get right back into it here. That's where we left off. So the last major trade, obviously, with the Bruins, Tyler Bertuzzi comes to town for a 2024 first-round pick, a 2025 fourth-round pick, and the Red Wings are retaining 50% of Bertuzzi's salary. They will receive a 2024 top 10 protected first round pick from the Bruins as a result. So that is not a bad trade at all for a top quality elite player. And I don't know if you guys caught Dylan Larkin over in Detroit, his press conference. What a day for him. They gave him the big contract he was looking for, but the cost was to send him Bertuzzi to Boston. Like heartbreaking stuff out there. Yeah, they. No. I think they they haven't. I mean, Detroit hasn't made the playoffs in what six or seven years now. It's been a no. few seasons. And and I think Larkin was one of those guys too that was kind of looking to get out of Detroit. So, you know, I mean, yeah, he's getting paid, but I don't see a path. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Not really. Um, you know. Especially, you know, trading a guy like Bertuzzi. I mean, he's not, you know, he's he's not a uh, be all end all type guy. Like, you know, but he's definitely a nice piece. And he, you know, and again, and they were the same. They're they're another like, you know, they're good. They're a good team. They're young. They're talented. But you know, I put them in a category like Buffalo. Like, you know, just a lot of young guys. And there's a, just still a ton of development left to to kind of do there and get the right pieces. And, you know, it's just crazy, man. Detroit and Detroit's just such a great hockey city. It's kind of, kind of weird to see them kind of down and not being like a, a playoff type team every year. Not the kind so, of thing to start a new arena, you know, little Caesars arena there is not off to a good start, unfortunately. And I don't know if Dylan Larkin is really that guy. That's like a franchise you know, definitely a good player, um, but I don't know. Definitely not the old, uh, the old uh, Detroit Red Wing days. Stevie Y, Brett Hall, Sergio uh, Federoff. You know, like Lindstrom. Yeah, like you know, back in the '90s, like we haven't seen one of those teams in Detroit in a while. So it's kind of, at least for me, it's a little weird being an old fart like I am. <laughs> Heard. Yeah. Heard. I mean. I love Bertuzzi coming into Boston. I'm not a fan of giving up first round picks. Of, no. of which now, we Bertuzzi's do not have a, money he's left. A, he's a second rounder. He's 58th overall back in 2013. He's had some decent seasons in the show. He's had um, last year was career high or two years ago. Was, you know, last year with career high in points, 62. He had 30 goals and 32 assists. Giving up a first rounder for that's, you know, this year he's only got you know fifteen point fifteen points in thirty games, yeah. you know that is it's just you know not give, giving up a first rounder for someone that's only had you know one one year in his career with fifty points or more um, is a little concerning. Even in the I mean his AHL, he only had first year zero points, then eighteen point, then thirty points, and thirty seven. You know, I mean, so he's, he's he's definitely tracking in the right direction. 
Yep. You know, I just think he's not on a, you know, obviously he wasn't on a very good Detroit team. So, um, I don't know. I just think he, I think he's a good fit here. And oh, I agree. And with the draft picks, I mean, I mean, the way Sweeney's drafted, I mean, not saying that every single one of his <laughs> draft picks has been, you know, again, Merrill's probably intently waiting for my Don Sweeney synopsis, but, um, you know, trend. I would say traditionally not the best drafter of players in the NHL draft. Um, but boy, can he know. trade? Well, I was saying, could this be more of his wheelhouse, right? Maybe their, their scouting is not, you know, the best. Um, but, you know, they seem to have a knack for like, you know, I don't know, it was weird. I, Providence forever, man, used to be a just a breeding ground for just studs. Like, you know, they did, I mean, they were Calder Cup, you know, as, uh, over the last, I'd say, probably 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Providence has been a pretty strong American League team, you know, like always has good teams, always has a ton of depth, and you got a bunch of players down there that come, can come up and fill fill holes. Not that they need a whole lot right now, but I don't think they're overly great, are they? No, they yeah. suck. Yeah, you know, so not, not really. I mean, yes. Fabian LaSalle has done nothing in Providence. No. I mean, LaSalle, then, you know, you think of like Beecher and some of those guys that were, did okay in, in camp, in preseason, and they haven't done much either. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot down there. There's not a whole lot in the, in the you know, in the farm system, and there's not a whole lot like really, you know, being that done. And, and which is this, this draft year in the first round, I mean, there's going to be a, a shit ton of good players. So it's a little, you know, interesting that he would trade away some picks, but um, I don't know. Maybe just drafting isn't his thing. Maybe. So, maybe. It's, I wanna... it's tough, for, tough for us to talk sitting here and the Bruins are, what, lost eight games all season? Yeah, <laughs> poor babies. I know, right? <laughs> I want to spin through a lot of these other ones because uh, there were a bunch of major trades and uh, feel free to stop me once you hear one you like, but uh, I think you will. No problem there. Flash forward a little bit. Now we were talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. They went on a spree and a half. They went out and picked up Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, a whole bunch of picks from Chicago. Sent Pittens basically an extension for that. Eric Gustafson, uh, they picked up a third round pick. Luke Shen with his second stint on the team from the Vancouver Canucks for a third round pick. They went crazy with it. Good for them. You also saw Marcus Johansson going from the Caps over to the Minnesota Wild. We saw uh, Matthias Ekholm sent over as well uh, from uh, Nashville to the uh, Oilers. That was impressive. Uh, Another one surprised everybody from the Nashville Predators. They give up Tanner Jennett and uh, to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They will pick him up, and that was a very unexpected trade. They gave up quite a bit. Cal Foot on the D and a fifth, fourth, third, second, and first split amongst the 23, 24, and 25 seasons. You think Tampa Bay is going for it a little bit? I like that move for them. I like mm-hmm. Shen. I like Shen in Toronto. I thought that was a, a guy that maybe the Bruins should have gone for it as well. And then and then, you know, and then grabbing grabbing him from Nashville. I mean, I think that's a good move for Tampa. I mean, that's they're all of a sudden looking like a different team. 
So, um, yeah, gave away a little bit of the farm there, but I mean, they've, that's another group, man, that, you know, they're getting older. They've had a great run. They had a couple cups, like, you know, another cup final appearance, you know, those guys are getting old, man. I don't think Patty, mm-hmm. I don't think Patty Maroon's got much more in him on that fourth line. So, and then you got, uh, what's his name on the fourth line there too? Uh, it's uh, Perry. Oh my God. So, yeah. Corey Perry. That's right. I forgot all about yeah. that. I mean, I got, that's a pretty good fourth. That's a good fourth line, but yeah, no doubt. You know, they definitely got, they, they, I mean, they, that's again, I think Tampa is going to be one of those like sleeper, like they might be, they might be pretty damn tough to play against in the playoffs. They always are. Yeah. Play- they, they, they probably got 180 million on LTIR that no one knows about yet. Oh yeah. Right. I think, I think the Bruins might be in that little bit of a situation as well. Seriously, right? Uh, Taylor Hall, I mean, depending on what happens with him. Dodgy, dodgy. Um, I like it. One one trade we haven't talked about though yet, um, Jacob Chickering going to Ottawa. Coming up on that on the list. Yes, that is correct. Finally, this is what, the third, fourth season that he was being rumored all around the mill once again. But finally... He is dealt, and uh, interesting place to land. But, hey, they're going for it. Let me actually find that right here. So the he went for the 23 first-round pick, a second round in the 24, and the second round in the 26. The 2023 first-round pick is top five protected. If it's met, it becomes the 24 first-round unprotected pick. And should the Ottawa Senators reach the 2023 Eastern Conference Final. That second round pick becomes the 24 first round top protected 10 pick. If that condition is met, which if you can keep up with that, God bless you, becomes the 2025 first round unprotected pick. There's a lot of stipulations with that stuff, but seems to me that they're really going for it. Why would you even include the Eastern Conference Final in the contract negotiations if you didn't think you were really going to be going for it? Yeah, I mean, I don't I know think, what the hell they're going for. I mean, Ottawa, Ottawa's sneaky good too, man. Like we talked about them a while back. I mean, you know, they're again. I think young, but they got some players there. I mean, I don't. I don't. Again, I don't think. I, I think you got the Bruins, you got the Rangers, you got the Maple Leafs. I think, and, and probably Tampa in that mix of like you know the kind of the big four there that are probably going to have a, a high probability of going to the the you know at least the conference finals. So you know, I mean, but Ottawa's had a, like a little bit of a struggle. You know, they look they look good, and then all of a sudden, like just things kind of go haywire. It might be coaching. You know, um, I don't know. Right I mean, now- I. I I think Ottawa is certainly better than they were like, you know, a couple of years ago. So, you know, right now but. they're sitting number 19 in the standings with a record of 32 and 26, four in OT. And they are one of a handful of teams sitting at 68 points fighting for one of those last spots. If not the wild card itself, I mean, it's a pretty tight race. Detroit sitting in number 23 spot league-wide right now with 65 points. Calgary ahead of them with 67. The Caps, the Panthers, the Sens, the Sabres, the Predators, the Penguins. That's where it starts to finally separate at 71 points as of right now. And most of these teams have over 60 points. Nashville is the least with 60. Everybody else, 1, 2, 3, or 4 at this point. So they are really in a spot where they could sneak right on in 
no problem. They just need somebody else to stink it up a little bit and keep clicking on their cylinders. So interesting pickup with uh, Chikrin. We'll see how that one pans out. Uh, Supposedly, Giroux kind of said, we need him. We need to bring him in because I saw a quote from the GM saying, well, when Claude asks for something, I make sure he gets it. And it was a with the um, and that quote was the picture of Chikrin being traded. Nice. Nice. I like that. How, how true that is. I don't know. Cause the internet, you can believe you know, anything. Abraham Lincoln once said it. That's right. Um, got a, a whole bunch more, obviously Patrick Kane and, uh, Cooper Zek over to the New York Rangers, Andy Walensky and a couple of conditional picks. That was a wild one. As we know, we already talked about that in a bit. Of course, that I'd, ju- say that I'd say the Rangers made out on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'd say the hand wasn't forced too much, I don't think, you know. Uh, of course, the details of that Jonathan Quick trade we were talking about, it was Quick with a first-round conditional pick and a third round for Gavrikov and goaltender Junis Corposalo from the Columbus Blue Jackets. That was shattering uh, for the L.A. Kings. And, well, good for the Kings eventually. As we all know, he got flipped right after that. Lars Eller leaves the Caps. He'll be heading out to Colorado for a second-round pick. Not surprising there, but uh, interesting to see him on the move. Shane Gothisphere ends himself in Carolina, boys. And the, the ghost. third-round pick is all it took. Do you think that's a good signing for the Hurricanes, who've really been uh, up and down this season? Yeah, I mean, I don't I mean... Outside of like again the the kind of the bigger trades that we talked about, I mean nothing that really kind of you know I thought the Max Domi trade was interesting. He's having a yeah. career season in Chicago, although there's not much in Chicago to write home about. But um, Chicago uh, traded him and Dylan Walls for Anton Kabo- uh our boy Hudobin. Uh, Anton Hudobin. A 2025 second round pick. I, I mean, you know, I, that's a great pickup for Dallas. I mean, Domi's playing very well this season, and he's he's you know he looked good. I think they played Colorado yesterday. Mm-hmm. He looked good in that game. Um, and then uh, I like the Jordan Greenway trade. Where'd he go? Buffalo. He sure wow. did. For a he second round, uh, 2023 second round pick and a 2024 fifth round pick. Right. I did not know that. I like that. And I this like is that. why we're talking about the trade deadline, because you don't hear about every single trade every single day, but there are quite a bit of them. Did you also know that Nick Benino heading out to Pittsburgh once again? He got I did see that. Uh, old friend uh, Curtis Lazar, he's heading out to New Jersey via the Vancouver Canucks in a fourth-round pick. Um, Hold on. We haven't even... Talked about Brendan Lemieux going to Philly. I was just going to say. Zach McEwen. Yeah. Mac Ewan, I think he's Scottish. M A C. I'm just reading that too. A fifth round pick along with Brandon Lemieux. Interesting on that one. Did you see that yeah. one coming, especially to the Flyers, the lowly Philadelphia Flyers this season? Even their coach, Torts, said this is a nightmare. He's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought uh, what's his name was going to go from there. To be honest, um, JVR. No, not him. Um, the the big guy there, Boston. Oh, Hayes. Yeah, Hazy. Yeah, there was rumors that he was gonna. He was 
Um, Colorado was interested. Um, Minnesota was interested. I think uh, Vegas maybe was interested too. I, I thought so. he was. I thought. I thought. I thought maybe he might go from Philly. The big, uh, the big one for me that didn't get traded. I thought Carlson was going to move from the Sharks. Yeah, I, I thought somebody would nab him, but he's making too much money, man. No, but he's having such a big year, man. Well, even Carlson well, himself a, a said, "What's year. He said, "What's the point? Are you going to trade me now? What's the point?" That's what yeah. he actually said in the quote. Uh, there was a few other ones too here. Uh, John Klingberg, uh, out of Anaheim, he went out for Andre Schuster and Nikita Nesterenko and a fourth round pick off to the Minnesota Wild. How do you feel about that one, Clance? I think that's a good pickup for Minnesota. He's a solid, he's a top four demon all day long. And didn't he sound like a one year, $7 million ticket in Anaheim? Uh, yeah, he had that that funky, he had a one year hangover stop, kind of. Yeah, he was supposed to get moved, and I forget what happened. Oh, he fired his agent, that's what it was. His agent was messing around, and in the offseason, it was like, dude, where am I going? You're fired, and then he got signed with Anaheim for the one year deal. And yeah, it was like one year, seven million, or something like that. Good for him. Uh, good, man. He's legit, he's a top four D, he's got offensive skill. He can log some heavy minutes for you. That's a good trade. How yep. about the Richie brothers? Uh, right, yeah. right up to Richie, it. That's a, the brothers that's have been traded for one to another to the Calgary Flames. Nick Ritchie will go to Troy Stetcher, Brett Ritchie, and Connor McKay to the Arizona Coyotes. I just You just can't write this kind of stuff, guys. Brothers being traded at the deadline? What, what kind of world is this? Uh, that's a rough hit. Could be yeah. good for one and not the other. I don't know. I don't know. You can just swap houses. Yeah, right, yeah. basically. Uh, old friend Anton Bleed getting traded from Colorado for Gustav Rydal to the New York Rangers. He's going to be playing with the Showtime and the Breadsticks. All right. <clears throat> I didn't know Bleed was still in the league. Yeah, he's still hanging around there, bud. Uh, and what else we got? Chicago continue. Oh, Chicago actually picked up Austin Wagner on the right wing for future considerations to the L.A. Kings. That's an interesting development there. And I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything else too drastic here. Dmitry Kulikov to the Pittsburgh Penguins from the Anaheim Ducks officially this time. No funny business. Brock McGinn and a third-round pick was the cost. You saw... Vladislav Nemestinikov going to the Winnipeg Jets from the San Jose Sharks. You already mentioned Brendan Lemieux. There was another one I wanted to mention here. Gordo, you covered uh, Max Domi. Uh, oh, yes, we got from the Coyotes, Nick Bukestad going uh, with Cam Deneen to the Edmonton Oilers. He's a center and a D heading out to Edmonton. So they are picking up a few pieces in the moves here. Anders Bjork over to Chicago. We heard that from Buffalo. Uh, I think that actually will catch us back up around the horn here. So, perfect. That's the trade wire for you up until this point. Crazy stuff, and you never know. There might still be something some way, somehow, but to be determined, boys. What do you think? Will it go to far? I'm, I'm surprised Seattle didn't do anything. They're rolling yeah, right now. Yeah, they are playing well right now. Why mess with it? It's like a South Shore-based team. They but got Situate. But you they can got say Hingham, the same, the same. 
You could say the same thing about the Bruins, though. They're rolling better than anyone in the league. Why would they make any trades or changes? Yeah, I think they wanted to just, I don't know. Again, I I, I think that's like a, I think Bergie wants to be done. I mean, I still think he's got life left in him, and I think you guys do too. But, you know, maybe he's just like, man, I had a great run. Like, let's win this cup and I can sail off into the sunset. And, you know, I, I you know, and, and honestly, they made they made moves that not they made the right moves, right? I don't think they they didn't overextend. I don't think they did anything crazy. You know, I think the locker room is still intact. I think Monty's still got a good hold on that team, and or vice versa, the team's got a very good hold over Monty. <laughs> so, you know, I think they did the right things. I I don't I don't think they're you know even though their record reflects like you know why why fix anything? It's not broken, but. You know, I I just think those moves solidified them to make a definite cup run, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. I mean, Bergeron's not slowing down. I'm looking at his stats right now. Last year, he had 48 points, 65. No, this year, he's got 48. Last year, 65. The year before, 48, 56, like. He's on pace to match his points from last year, if not beat it. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not slowing down. And same thing with Krejci, you know. I think I would be shocked if they don't win the Cup this year or at least make it to the Cup Finals. But God forbid that happens and they don't win it. I could see these guys coming back another year. I mean, Krejci's got 50 points in 57 games. It's ridiculous. He's 36 years old. Well, after and after the season that they just had, like let's say they continue out, finish with minimal losses on the season. I mean, even if they didn't win the cup, I mean, why wouldn't those guys want to come back? I mean, you know, you're going to be right back in that same spot possibly the following season. So, yeah, you know, again, you know, contract, salary caps, all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, like that get that throws a monkey wrench and you know whether or not they're going to raise a salary cap. If it's who the hell knows what that what that's going to do, but. Um, you know, I, 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 I like the future. Like, I think we're in a good position and I think if most of those guys stick around, I, I, I mean, I don't see why Bergeron would retire. I'm just kind of floating out the idea of if he did, you know, like this is probably why they, they, you know, whether or not they, they're getting word from him that, you know, this has got to be it or I don't know. Yeah, they're just like everybody in that locker room is like, we want to win this cup. Like, go get us this guy and this guy, and let's do it. Yep. So we've seen stranger um, things that, happen. Yeah, and I think a lot of other teams are in that same too. I think the range, you know, Drury is, you know, obviously a uh, is a world class player, and you know, he's done a good job since he stepped in as GM there. And, you know, I think they're in the same boat, man. I think a lot of these big cities, like, you know, they the expectation to win and, you know, win a championship is pretty high. I mean, Boston, New York. Um, so, you know, I like I like where they're – I mean, I, I really like the Rangers. I really like the Bruins right now. I think those are two teams that, you know, we're probably going to be looking at one of the two in the, in the, in the finals. So, um, and then, you know, then you, you kind of – click down from there a little bit and there's a lot of other good teams in the East. So it's, it's definitely not going to be a cakewalk, but um, you know, I think the big one for the Bruins was the poster extension like that, I think had to happen. And now I think everybody's just kind of, 
you know, all right, man, pasta's here for a while. Let's do this thing. So maybe that keeps guys around. Maybe that keeps Bergeron another season, you know, Marshy and, and, you know, and then if they can do something with DeBrusque and I mean, you know, right now they're, they're rolling on all cylinders, man. I think that the outlier is going to be Allmark, right? Is this just like a lucky season on a really good team? Or is this, you know, is this guy for real? And, you know, is he going to be a long-term goaltender for the Bruins? That's just going to, you know, keep getting us back in the playoffs year after year. I sure hope so. Gordo, appreciate that final thought. Clance, we're going to go to you, and then we're going to sign ourselves off for the night. So we've covered a lot here, and uh, you never know what's really going to happen in this league, I guess. But, boy, howdy, it is fun to watch. No, absolutely. I mean, it was great being back on tonight with you guys. We talked a lot of hockey, a lot to, lot to digest there. But, um, yeah, I mean – Shit, the bees are the team to watch out for. Clearly, I mean, obviously, the main thing is everyone needs to stay healthy. And you know, again, I think you look. This is kind of like comparable to the uh, the season the Pats went sixteen and zero, but then lost in the Super Bowl. Right? Like, you want to do all this work in this season and set all these records and franchise history and all this, and end up with one hundred thirty five, one hundred forty points, whatever it's going to be, win the President's Trophy, but. Does any of that matter if you don't win the cup? None of it. I think the pieces they brought in are the missing pieces, especially Orlov, Allmark. I'd be astonished to find one flaw in his game right now because there isn't one. I mean, he is the backbone of that team. You know, he, he really is, and the guys love playing in front of him, and Monty is clearly a, a player's coach and he's letting the players do what they need to do. And I mean, the sky's the limit for this team this season. Like Gordo said, they're firing on all cylinders and they're a blast to watch. I dig it. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun being able to uh, get it all out of here. Finally, get it off our chests after a few weeks being on the, uh, the creative hiatus, we're going to call it. That's what, that's what we call it when we just can't get ourselves together to uh, record, folks. Life is hard, but we are together. So, stand pat. Guys, as always, for my co-host here, Coach Adam Clancy, Keech, <laughs> Coach the fuck? Heath Gordon, as reading your name as I started looking there, Gordo, it screwed me all up. I am way too tired for this. Ben looks very sleepy right now. I'm ready. I still have another few hours of stuff to do, but we're going to go for it. So let's go, Bees. 103 points. We're well in the lead by at least 10 over Carolina. Fuck everybody. We're awesome. Let's go, go Bees. Have a good night, everybody. Bees.